Amir's hey. bringing Laurie to dinner. Amir's a total jackass. <laughs> Everyone else still not have service. I got zero. No. On the news, you know, they're talking about the comet. Yeah, yeah. Mueller's comet. After it passed, people get lost. They would end up in the wrong home. Wow. And they keep telling people that this can happen. The chicken tastes like right. tuna. It must be comet. Miller's comet. <laughs> the whole neighborhood is out of power, uh, except for a house about two blocks up. What the hell is that? Mike, Kevin. is that the door locked? I'll, I'll check it. Stay away from the door. I can't stand this. I'm going to go see what's going on. I'm sorry, but I'm going. You see that? Oh my god. This is bad. This is really Wait, bad. Wait, what's the box? That was at the other house. Oh my, oh my god. god. Baby, what did you see? Hugh, what did you, you see? What did you see? I can tell you like it. I love it. It's perfect. About the deposit, I'll agree to waive all the deposit stuff. You just give me the first month's down, we'll call it a day, all right? It's hard coming up with all that money, isn't it? Uh, it's gonna work out. You're not the one with $84 in a bank account and a check to write on Monday. You know what you should do. Hi, I'm calling in regards to the babysitter flyer posted outside my dorm. The night's big eclipse is now well underway. I feel a little weird just dropping you out here like in the middle of wherever we are. Forgive me, Samantha, because I've not been completely honest. We're from the desert, you know. You see, we we actually don't have a child. They lied to you. I know. Okay, I know you're right. But it's four hundred dollars. This equals first month's rent and then some, and all I have to do is sit inside and watch TV. This is huge. This one night changes everything for me. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. You're listening to Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. Normally, it's three friends in a shed at the bottom of the garden talking about horror movies, but no, it's just two of us this time. In an attic, talking about (laughs) sci-fi. Actually, there's some truth to that, (laughs) the sci-fi part. Um, We'll get to that. But uh, first, thank you to the Moonrays for giving us uh, that song, Intro Creature Features, you hear that at the top of the show because they're so kind to let us use it. You can uh, find them on Amazon or iTunes or you can buy their music digitally. Say hello to them on Facebook where they are, the moon dash rays. And we're on there is Chewing the Scenery. Dash rays. Dash rays. <laughs> Just put dash rays at the end of anything you want. <laughs> so uh, I think that's about it except for seeing the fact uh, is uh, we spoil movies sometimes. We do. We're not professional critics. We draw stuff. Yeah. So that's not the same thing. Sometimes professionally. 
we do occasionally get paid to draw stuff so that's cool um the recently watched is probably going to be a little shorter this time uh at least by one third but jolian's normally seen more movies than me so i can yeah. say more than one third i've only watched um three what'd you watch no two three well four if you count the two we're talking about tonight four if you count three of them and add one <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much how it works <laughs> hey if you want to do creative math and stuff you know fine um yeah uh, i'll start it then i watched uh super dark times from 2017 okay. um that is available on netflix uh i really liked this one not a horror movie so um sci-fi you said um no thriller psychological Thri- psychological thriller dance yes film psychotronic dance film uh, no, it's a it's a psychological thriller, um, sort of a a psychological comedy. Yes, <laughs> so it's uh, two friends. The hysterical thriller. <laughs> it gets a little hysterical. Zach and Josh are two friends who've um, they've not really grown apart. I think one of them's grown a little weirder than the other one, and uh, the two of them are just sort of doing the kind of weird hanging around small town stuff that they do, and they've got that really boisterous, annoying friend who, um, well, I don't want to give anything away cause we're not going to spoil stuff. That's not part of the show, but there's, there's an awful gory accident that happens. And, uh, between, um, the four kids that are there, one of them not doing so well, the other three agree to cover it up sort of. Mm. So that's about all I'm going to say. Um, but it really sets the mood well before it gets into the movie. You meet a bunch of characters. You see that the one kid who's not growing as weird as the other one has uh, got a girl interested in him, and he's definitely interested in her. Uh, she's going to be having a party that's hosted at another girl's house, and the two of them are invited after the weird stuff happens. So then, you know, it goes from there. Uh, not going to spoil that one. Definitely, if you have Netflix, watch it. And if you don't have Netflix, well... Maybe you can eventually watch it some other way. Um, we were going to talk about The Beyond, the Lucio Fulci movie from 1981. I did watch that. Uh, I don't know how Jolien's um, system is going to handle it uh, as far as his uh, his audiovisual system. But uh, I thought that the dialogue was really quiet and every startling noise was super loud mm-hmm. i was surfing the volume knob the whole time so that is uh nothing to do with the content of the movie um it's just the fact that it got this really great um blu-ray release and you would think that that being the case maybe they would have balanced the sound a little better unless it's just my audiovisual scene that's going on here maybe i yeah, need to make knows? it is hard to say um, other than that, you and I both watched, uh, house of the devil Yep. and coherence, which I keep wanting to call convergence. Yes. <laughs> it is coherence. So two low budget movies, one really low. Yeah. $50,000. Was it 50? I thought it was 60. Same diff though. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. filmed in five nights, Uh huh. uh, largely improvised. Yep. Yeah. I enjoyed it. Uh, me too. Did you watch any other movies? Do you want to talk about? Um, I watched uh, no movies, I don't believe. About 15 episodes of Unsolved Mysteries? But uh, I've run out of Unsolved Mysteries. I'm done. 
Though I did watch some Rescue 911 today, which is terrible. Oh, I bet. That's a huge step down. Oh, God, I bet. <laughs> and I mean, Unsolved Mysteries was pretty crap. Yeah, where do you go from there, really? I mean, you want something just like it, and there's not. And there's not, no. I guess no. you start over. Yeah, it's like, go to your favorite Robert Stack uh, deliveries. It's just Roos. Yeah, yeah. It's a, the Roos. I don't appreciate your Roos, ma'am. <laughs> oh, God. So what else? Um, we watched series three of The Detectorist. Oh, yeah. Um, which is it. That's it for the series. No oh, is more. it? It's done uh, It was good enough. Yeah. I mean, they could have ended it with series two and it would have been f- much better. Yeah. It was feeling a little threadbare by the end there. That'll I mean, how much, can, how much can you do with people metal detectoring? A couple of Brits with metal detectors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we watched a bunch of other things. Uh, we tried to watch an episode of something called Ten Star with Tim Roth. Hmm. Um, not good. No. No. Too bad. Um, we tried to watch Lore, which is on Amazon. I watched one. Uh, I was, could. I couldn't. It, I couldn't do it. It was not what I was expecting, and not entertaining enough it was what well, i feared it would be yeah it was like a animated episode of an npr program right yeah no slight to uh on people whose taste it appealed to but uh, it didn't appeal it to didn't mine. it didn't do it for me no um god i felt like we tried a bunch of things one night and couldn't get into anything what like big bang the theory punisher <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't get into the Punisher. No, no. I'm pretty far along to do it. Uh, I'm okay with it. It's pretty dark though. Um, I don't remember what else. When are they going to make a Plastic Man series? I don't know. We need that. We do need a Plastic Man series. Except I for the the CG would suck, and you know it would. Yeah, yeah they just. Yeah, we need to get better. I don't know what it is. It just needs to look better before we can handle that i mean why does why does peter jackson's king kong look so good but they can't make the simplest damn blood splatter look real money uh, that, they spent a bunch of money on king kong and not so much on argento's dracula <laughs> which i believe came out after king kong what year was that one 2013 uh, 20, no. 2012 for Dracula. Yeah. Fuck Dracula 2012. Fuck Dracula 2012. <laughs> and uh, when was King Kong? Uh, 2005? Yeah, that sounds about right. Yeah. I was going to say 2005, 2007, somewhere in there. Yeah, it's got to be... I think you're closer. I think it's late 2005 because I had just moved to Denver at the time. Yeah. Yeah. That seems about right. Yeah. That's right, people. I'm a transplant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway yeah so should we talk about uh, these two movies yeah have you ever seen um primer or primer depending on how you want to primer? pronounce it yeah. yeah yeah that's how uh, that's how i was told to pronounce it um they made that for about six thousand dollars six thousand pesos <laughs> no they made it for six thousand simoleons and uh yeah that one was really good it was just all about <clears throat> the story and uh it looked like an indie film in, in the sense that it 
uh, didn't look like they had the money to make it look better than it did. Yeah. But that's not a bad thing. And time travel has more to do with the story, you know, mm-hmm. if it's done right. You don't have to see two of something, uh, two of somebody or, yeah. or anything like that for it to work. No. And Primer really worked. And, and I recommend that to any one of our listeners. And that was a, God, what was that one? 2003, 2004? Something like that. Yeah. Actually, I think it was earlier than that. I want was to say it? it was 2001, but didn't get a wider release till till later. Yeah, it ended up on maybe IFC or something. Yeah. Because yeah. I think it came out, but then it didn't go anywhere. They couldn't do anything with it. Nobody wanted to touch it because it was so low budget and so... Uh, good. Good. Thinky. <laughs> it was too thinky. Yeah. yeah. We want more pirates. This is too thinky. <laughs> That's about what it's like. What if pirates came out of the time machine? Yeah. No, that's not what our piece is about. Yeah, but people like them right now. Maybe oh, they could fight some ninjas. Oh, man. 2003. Yeah. Those days. Um. So, yeah, Primer uh, is the kind of movie that somebody with a brain can make with very little money and it's really super intriguing really interesting um uh, suspenseful Mm -hmm. and you're watching these characters and they are the enemy of their duplicate selves yeah that's a bit of a spoiler but not really um you kind of discover that early on when these guys discover time travel by accident that oh you leave a copy of yourself behind yeah Oh, that's interesting. There's another copy of you walking around doing stuff. And there's some weird thing about, like, if there was another you, your instinct should be to want that other you to be done away with. And Yeah, at least that seems to be the thought in these movies. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the, psych- the uh, psychologist would say about it. but uh... So that being said, Coherence, uh, you told me, uh, that one sounds good, let's watch it. Yep, this is throwing a dart again. This time it worked out, I think. <laughs> it was much better. Well, you weren't throwing a dart at Netflix. You were throwing a dart at Shudder. Yeah. So that's a that's a better dartboard for us. Yes. So what, so tell me what you think of it when you started watching it. Um, at first, I was a little worried because of the shaky cam. Oh, God. The yeah. HD. Uh-huh. Um, I think they did it about right in this film. Although there were times where it was like, focus, God damn it. <laughs> yeah. They would just rack the camera around. And uh-huh. You found... And you, I, although I didn't see it, I read later that you can see one of the cameramen like sitting like cr- on the crouch behind the couch right. for a long time. <laughs> I heard about that too. And I was like, how did I not see that? Yeah. yeah it's funny. So you were watching like the actor, not the right. guy in the background. You're watching what you're supposed to. Yeah. It's like, how did you... How did you get your colleague in the shot here, dum dum? It's okay though. You could, you know, you could uh, morph him out in the, uh, you know, the DVD uh, or the Blu-ray release. Yeah, let's go and have uh, have him digitally erased. So, uh, uh, M goes the little plot synopsis here. Is there's a dinner party with these eight people, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a comet passing over. Mm-hmm. Which looked good. I enjoyed the comet effect. I don't know how they did it. They didn't say how they did it. Did it Uh, annoy you that it was breaking their phone screens? I didn't know why it was doing that. Yeah. It didn't break any other glass? 
No, but I, I, whatever. Yeah. Any horror sci-fi movie nowadays has to deal with cell phones. I don't know why. Because they're everywhere. Uh, yeah. So that 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 was kind of a dumb plot point. They could have just made the screens all scrambly, and that would have been cool. Yeah. Maybe they, you know, they couldn't write an app that would do that. I think it was so you could see later that. Somewhere Hugh's broken. phone yeah. wasn't broken anymore, where it was clearly broken before. Hmm. That does make sense. So, uh, anyway. Yeah. There's a dinner party and some weirdness happens. Yeah. Uh, everything starts to go really sideways. And uh, one of the things I understand that um, uh, James Ward, is it uh, um, Burkett or... Burkitt. Yeah, it's that, well, let's pronounce it Burkitt. It's spelled B-Y-R-K-I-T. So so James Burkitt uh, was really inspired by Twilight Zone episodes. Yeah. And I could see uh, when I was watching this, I was actually thinking about um, the monsters are due on Maple Street. Mm-hmm. And how the aliens just kill the power and let everyone go bananas and accuse yeah. each other of things. And I was actually thinking of that while we're, you know, while I'm watching this. And it's like, yeah, that... That does not surprise me when I read that he was inspired by Twilight Zone. Yeah. Yeah, this is a definite Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, only, you know, long form and uh, and super improvised. Um, mm-hmm. Now, the one actor at the table, I recognize him. I, I like the, His face looks familiar, and I'm like, okay, it looks like... Let's see. It's the guy from... I went, oh, fuck, it's Xander from and Buffy. Xander from Buffy. No. I don't know if I ever told you this, but I, I like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Yeah. Uh, he started acting like Chandler from Friends to the point where I started calling him Zandler. Zandler. <laughs> Seriously. I don't know if that's how he was acting or how he was being directed or if it was my perception. I always allow for that. Yeah. Me being a dick, I allow for that. I don't remember him being too Chandler. Could he be more Chandler? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It'd be interesting to watch like the first yeah. two or three episodes and then, you know, skip ahead skip a ahead. season or two. Yeah. And see if he's like, um, I did like how in this movie he was supposed to be from the show Roswell. Yeah. Which made you think, is there already some sort of split in reality there that that one lady who was a fan of the show didn't recognize him? Right. I was kind of wondering that too, because I thought, Oh, was Zandler in Roswell? So I had to like pause the movie and open my phone up and look on IMDb. Nope. No, I didn't. Not in Roswell. I don't remember him being in Roswell. I never watched Roswell. I watched a little bit of it. Well, you're from New Mexico. Yeah, we were required to. Yeah. Basically. It was an X-Files knockoff. Basically, right? Yeah. Are you uh, at all, have you ever been to Roswell, New Mexico? No, I've not. Do you know anyone who has seen UFOs in New Mexico? All of us. <laughs> anyone reliable? <laughs> None of us. <laughs> okay. Asked and answered. <laughs> I, I, you know, I ask that question to people once in a while, and you do get an answer sometimes that it's like, oh, wow, I was not expecting to get a story. Yeah. It's either firsthand or secondhand uh, story about some sort of a strange encounter with Floating orbs or whirring lights and yeah. whatnot. But uh, what do you think UFOs actually are? I mean, Swamp they're... gas. 
Ball lightning. Oh, and ball lightning. (laughs) Ball lightning hitting swamp gas. I think that's got to be it. (laughs) I'm not doubting people having had experience. No. No, that's the thing. Although I don't believe they're aliens, probably. Um, All these people can't be totally mistaken or outright lying, can they? It's the same thing with ghosts. I mean, I've never seen a ghost. I'd love to see a ghost. It would be interesting. Wouldn't it? Yeah, you know, my whole life I never had any any sort of ghosty type encounters, and then there was only one, and uh, I talked about it on the show before, but it was the one where I was over at the hospice house. Um, oh yeah, with the um, then girlfriend, and uh, she was a nurse there. She really wanted me to come over because she was freaked out. Yeah, and the guy who um, I'd gotten to know him. Uh, she said he kept turning the lights on. And I said, didn't you tell me he died last night? Yes, he's turning the lights on. <laughs> yeah. And I was there for it. Um, I mean. Yeah. After after they had a kahuna and a priest come by and bless the place, it stopped. Yeah. No one replaced the lamp. You know. They, uh, one of our coworkers from the art supply store told me a story that his grandparents... Or his great aunt and uncle, I don't remember now, had a house that was supposedly haunted and he never saw anything, didn't believe any of it. And then one night he walked downstairs and the rocking chair was rocking. Don't. And he went right back upstairs and went back to bed because he was like, that's it. I don't need to see any more. I don't need a snack, a glass of water, or the bathroom. I nope. would hide under the covers. Yeah, pretty much. Now imagine that empty rocking chair moving. Yeah. Okay, fine. Uh, that could be explained maybe somehow, but if you have such a strong, spooked out, to hell with that kind of reaction, imagine if you saw, like, you know, some sort of an apparition. Oh, man. Holy shit. <clears throat> it's all over. Yeah. Especially if it looks like that one from Ghost House. Ooh. Remember that? Yeah. Ghost House? <laughs> Did we watch that one? Long time ago. Oh, man. Was yeah. it good? Um, Not it, particularly. No, it was the opposite of good. Wow. Yeah, it was super bad, and not, not in the James Brown kind of way. Um, so, okay, we're watching Coherence. Uh, things are starting to uh, come unraveled with the um, the kindness and uh, decorum between characters. They're all starting to act a little weird and accuse yeah. each other of things. And they... well, one guy there says his brother wants him to call. Oh yeah! If the anything, power has gone out, but if anything weird happens, call give him a me. call. So he and another guy at the party hike down to the neighbor's house, who have even though all the powers out there, lights are on. Mm-hmm. Um, the rest of the party stays at the house. The other six people. Um, they open glow lights. They open glow lights. Yeah, and they all open blue glow lights. Yeah. Uh, there's a box of blue glow lights and a box of green glow lights and blocks of red. Red, yeah. And uh, they pick the blue ones. Mm-hmm. And there's a bang at the door, and everybody gets all freaked out. Um, and then the two guys who left come back, and one of them's bleeding, and they come running in, and they have a strong box. Yeah, like a little cash box. Yeah. And one of them's like, 
uh, one of the guys who left was like, I tells the other guy who uh, went to the house that I saw you drop this. I picked it up. And the other guy's <laughs> like, I didn't drop anything. I never saw that before. And yeah, they, why did you take that? Why did you take that? And yeah. they open it, and there's a ping pong paddle inside and an envelope with pictures, with all their pictures. And on the back of the pictures are is a number. Um, I thought they were going to be getting murdered. Yeah, that's what I thought, too. I think that's what they wanted you to think was that was... In this order, they're mm-hmm. going to get murdered. But then... Or spanked. Or spanked. <laughs> but then some of them had the same number, I think. Spanked to death. Did they? Yeah. Because huh. there were a couple threes, but there was no four huh. or something. I somehow missed that. Um, and one of the, uh, ladies who, who's writing all the numbers down realizes that the writing on the back of the pictures is her handwriting. Right. Um, and then one of the guys is like, I'm writing a note and he writes some note to go back up to the house and put on the house down two blocks down. Do, do we discover yet that one of the pictures had to have been taken that night? In that, uh, in that, because of the guy's sweater yeah. was brand new. Yeah, we we learned that too. Yeah. I don't know if it's right then or there, but uh, yeah, they're like, where do these pictures come from? And they're like, well, this one's from tonight because this is a brand new sweater. I bought this today. Yeah, yeah. and they find out where in the house it was taken, and they're like, but you're looking at the camera, and they think maybe it was taken from behind the curtains from outside. Yeah. Um. Anyway, um, so the guy goes to put, he, he writes this note out, but before he can leave, there's a bang on the door again, and they go and look, and there's the note on the door, so now they have two identical notes. <laughs> I love this part. And um, it just keeps getting weirder and weirder. They go out as a group. So then a bunch of, one of them goes to bed. One lady goes and lays down. Yeah. A couple of them stay, and then like four of them go out. Right. So I guess four stay and four go out. One of them's gone to bed. Like, wow, man, we should split up. Yeah. Or no, um, Shaggy never says we should split up. <laughs> it's always Fred. It's like, me and the girls are going to go this way. Yeah. Uh. Anyway, so they go out. Four of them go out, and they all have blue glow sticks. Yeah. And there's a real dark part of yeah. the street that they get to and they see four people out there who all have red glow sticks. Right. That all look a lot like them, although you can't really see them. Right. You mostly just see the glow stick. Yeah. I like the fact that there's, you know, like there's a dimension split or something where it's super dark, you know, just swath of, of area. Yeah. Yeah. So you get that. And, uh, we as the audience are starting to understand some shit's going on here where, you know, dimensions and reality are being split. Yeah. We're figuring it out. They're a little stubborn to figure it out at first, it seems. Yeah. Well, they're clued in, but they don't really want to go, hmm, that's me over there. Really know what's going on. <laughs> Although there's duplicate notes. Yeah. Although nobody, at some point they realize that nobody actually leaves with the note. Right. To go put it up, and yet there's two of them, so there must be four of them, and just... Right. Um, there's two over at the other house. And then it turns out the one guy's brother 
has left a book behind and they go to retrieve it from the car. Oh yeah. The woman said, Oh yeah, he left a book. I was going to send it to him. It's in the car. That's right. Yeah. And so they go out and get this book and it's about, um, convergence and Schrodinger's cat. Coherence. Coherence. That's it. (laughs) See convergence. Convergence. The harmonic convergence, man. Um, Do you remember that back in the day? People were talking about the the harmonic convergence was going to happen? Yeah. Yeah, that straightened everything out, didn't it? It did. Yeah. No problems since then. Yeah, everything's cool. (laughs) So yeah, uh, coherence. The book's about coherence. We talks about Schrodinger's cat. And uh, they're all pretty quick studies on this whole thing. Seem to be. Yeah, like, nobody's a genius, but nobody's a dummy either. No. So, They're all kind of upper-class, arty, yuppie types. Yeah. Um, I saw one review where they said something about them being like, uh, uh, oh, God, something about NPR types. <laughs> I forget what it was. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's it's a, it's a group of people who, they're not, like, super intellectual, but they're all fairly smart. Yeah. You know, not as smart as us or anything. Sort of well-read. Yeah. So they're they're ca- they're catching on with this so they realize added bonus. That it must be them at the end of the block. Yeah. That there's another there's there's been a dimensional split or something. Something. Something's yeah. happened with the comet. Yeah. Um is this a good time to talk about Night of the Comet? Night of the Comet? You ever watched that? Yeah, I don't remember. It just made zombies. It's, it's not, oh, okay, yeah. It's not really important. If you were in a tin shed for some reason, it didn't affect you. But everybody else got vaporized into piles of powder. Yes. It was like clothing with powder. Yes, I remember everywhere. that. Yeah, it was great. Um, so then what happens in this film? Uh, let's see. Oh, um, two of the guys realize they have red glow sticks. Right. And the two guys who went out and got the box and came back. Right. Um, and then there's uh, a lot of confusion and anger. Two of them go spying on the other group by just waltzing in. Yeah. They know that their duplicate selves aren't there, so they go in. And so you got two red glow stick guys amongst the blue glow stick people. Yeah. And they're just kind of like checking shit out. And that's why I think when the, the not broken phone is discovered. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was, uh, you know, the way they were able to do it kind of like, uh, well, like anything with a movie, you know, if they give you some sort of a visual clue, then you're good to go. Yeah. Um, Emily is, uh, doing some, some back and forth too during this movie. And that's sort of the big zinger at the end. I think that's Emily, right? The, mm-hmm. the blonde woman. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, uh, you know, she's got her duplicate self to deal with and worry about. Yeah. But that's, an, that's the end of the movie. Uh, yeah. So, uh, the, uh, um, Zandler is worried that, uh, he's going to be over at the other house getting shit faced and being a dick. Yeah. And then come and get himself. Yeah. He's going to come. <laughs> he wasn't wrong. I mean, he knows himself well enough. Yeah. Then he decides to blackmail himself. Yeah. He's going to write a note threatening to tell something like super scandalous or embarrassing, apparently. Yeah. That he slept with Beth. Yeah. And that was, uh, what's his name? Uh, what was the guy's name? The tall guy with the cut on his head. Hugh. Hugh. Yeah, that's Hugh's wife. Yeah. 
So, uh, yeah. So Zandler and uh, Hugh's wife getting it on. Yeah. And apparently everybody in one reality knows about it, except apparently Hugh. Apparently everybody in every reality knows about it, but Hugh. Well, do you remember how it happened? Do you remember what they said? Um, were they at some lake cabin? They Yeah, they were at some amusement park or something. Oh. Some, uh, I don't remember where. They were on it the, was like 12 years ago, so. They were on the log ride. Yeah. Or the something. flume ride. <laughs> Flumes. <yeah. laughs> they were on the Ferris wheel and it got stuck. Yeah. They didn't know what else to do. Yeah. So, there you go. Uh, this this horrible secret is revealed. Yeah. And so what? <laughs> uh, so, the whole thing starts to get crazier and crazier. Um, it sort of culminates with uh emily is outside as the comet's going over and she witnesses it and thinks it's awesome and she comes back in and says something about it but apparently that's when some nefarious doings happen with her duplicate self yeah or because the duplicates well at least some of the duplicates seem to be ahead of them yeah they're on a different timeline and some of them seem to be behind them yeah because when they go spy on the one group uh it seems like they're just getting started yeah and in the events that these other ones have lived through like half an hour ago. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so you got that. But uh, by the time Emily sees the comet go over, I think that's red glow stick, Emily. And she she knocks out and throws in the trunk blue glow stick, Emily, and then goes and takes her place. Yeah. Is that right? Something some, like something that. Like that. <laughs> some version of that. She leaves her in the bathtub. Was it the trunk and then... And she then gets she, out of the trunk and yeah, comes into comes the house. Yeah, she comes in to the house kind of she's dazed. in the bathroom. Yeah. And then she gets left in the bathtub and then Emily passes out. And then it's almost over and she wakes up the next day. Mm-hmm. And it appears that the the other Emily that's in the tub is gone. She's Did she vanish or did she vapor? I mean, like vaporize and... The ring was there. We know that. But the ring was there, and then somebody calls uh, Emily's boyfriend's phone at the end, and you assume that it's Emily on the other end. So Yeah, because it's her phone calling him. Yeah. So, is there more than one duplicate? Were there four groups, or just two? There were three, at least. Yeah. Because so, there's the red group, the blue group, and the green group. Okay. Because at some point Emily, at the near the beginning, um, she writes all the numbers down that are on the back of the pictures in a notebook in red ink. Uh-huh. And then later they ask her what those numbers were, and she flips back in the notebook, and the numbers are all different, and they're written in green. Damn it! And so you realize she's in the wrong house. Whenever you leave the house, you come back to a different house. Oh, that is some bullshit. Yeah. And they calculate, one of them calculates how many possibilities there are Mm -hmm. with number, rolling dice. The reason there's a number on the back of the picture is because they roll a die to to give themselves a number because they figure that will be kind of a random number generator. And then they can tell if they're in their group. But it's already too late because they've had two outsiders already come in and i don't know it's a movie i'd like to watch again oh i'm definitely gonna rewatch this one like primer yeah 
so yeah, we don't know if Emily, uh, in the bathtub, which is blue glow stick, Emily, I believe so has vaporized or she just threw the ring down and disappeared. Um, but we know that the one in the house is probably red glow stick, Emily in the blue glow stick house. Yes. Yeah. Have you watched time crimes? No, I've not. You should watch that one. Okay. That'll, yeah, that'll get you going if you like this kind of crazy time travel yeah. stuff. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy to rewatch this one, and it was so good uh, for, you know, a $60,000 film that was oh. mostly improvised. Holy crap. I've watched multi-million dollar productions that just... Fuck Mommy 2017. <laughs> ...bored the shit out of you. Well, that one didn't really bore you. It just annoyed you more than anything with how bad it was. Um but yeah, you know, you look at you look at the mummy, you look at any number of things, and it's like not as good as this, you know. Yeah. And, and I will, you know, refer to the battery again. Holy crap! What a good movie. Six thousand dollar movie. Yeah, I think that's the magic number. Yeah. Here's six grand. Now fuck off and come back when you got a movie. Don't yeah. don't give us excuses because we don't want to hear them. There's a and I don't know any. I almost picked it last night called on shutter called it paints the sand red oh i saw that i just saw the cover i haven't read the description like it might be another good low budget film where a lady from las vegas with a mysterious past is left wandering the desert being followed by a zombie oh that's crazy so might be total crap might be good like Hey, we've, know, we've been surprised before we've been surprised i enjoy a good low budget horror film more than anything yeah you know, that's been one of the big rewards of doing this podcast has been, uh, you know, I would normally watch some movies. I would watch some horror movies, but this puts us on a schedule of, you know, we got to pick something. We got to watch it. We got to, yeah, you know, do a little thinking or maybe some research and then talk about it for an hour, hour and a half. Holy crap. The stuff we've run across has been amazing. Yeah. And terrible. Some of it, some, some of it's been terrible. Yeah. But, uh, uh, having said that, moving on to House of the House of the Devil, two thousand nine. Not a House of a Devil. Nope, not the House of a Devil. Or not, not the a house. house of a Devil, or a House of the Devil. Nope, or the House of the Devil. The House of the Devil. <laughs> Tyler Perry's the House of the Devil. <laughs> you know that's gonna happen now. Uh, I'm afraid it will. Two thousand nine horror movie, uh, written, directed, and edited by Ty West. Um, starring Jocelyn Donahue, Tom Noonan, and Mary Warrenoff. Yes. So, uh, this one, uh, I told you I'd seen this. I liked it. I recommended it. What did you think? I didn't like it. You didn't like this one? No. Tell me why. Uh, I felt like it was a bunch of nothing. <laughs> a bunch of nothing. Okay. Um, it starts off kind of... Stylized? No, I was going to say... Um... Did the stylized uh, intro bother you at all? No, no I kind of liked the, the 80s look. It was all right. Although they clearly didn't know quite what time it was taking place. Right. Um, there were a couple of things I noticed that too. Yeah, there were a couple of things that were like either detail wrong or like, what year is this? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> anyway, Samantha is a college sophomore who needs money. And there's no strip joint she can go work at. Yeah. Apparently in this town. Not, not 1980. No. Um, 
but she sees a babysitting flyer, babysitter flyer, mm-hmm. and she takes the number and calls, and the guy tells her no or something. Or, you know, he invites her over, but then he never shows. He never shows to pick her up. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, she he calls back later and apologizes and says he'll pay her hundred bucks she comes and watches the kid so she gets her friend to drive her out there um they're weirded out but they decide they're gonna leave but then samantha doesn't leave i didn't really understand what i think uh, yeah he convinced her to stay for four hundred dollars basically yeah he doubled the money and then she you know bumped it up from there yeah basically because he stood her up once and then lied about there being a kid. Yeah. Actually, there's a mom. Right. So why couldn't you say... Because uh, nobody will watch an old person, he says. Yeah, that sounds like um, a dumb thing. Yeah, she should have left. Yeah. But her friend leaves and gets killed um, by what I appear to be the couple's son. Right. Um, how how surprising was that? That was pretty surprising. Um, Did you like the little uh, the little flourish that little touch where uh, he leans in the car and, and takes take, a cigarette, takes her lit cigarette from that her was, dead hand? That was good. That was pretty sweet. I like yeah. that. that's a good detail. But then nothing happens for seventy goddamn minutes. Oh, uh, that's true. She Just... wanders around a house that I could not figure out the floor, floor plan for at all. Yeah, it it's... didn't seem to make any sense, but I couldn't determine if it was supposed to be that way or if it was just confusing edits. Yeah, I kind of wondered that too. She, she'd go upstairs, but then there'd be like mm, a little door with more stairs. I'm like, where does that, is she exactly? Does and, that go to the attic or what yeah, is that? Is it like going on here? Is it the weird layout of the overlook that's impossible? Yeah. People have actually drawn maps like blueprints of... Well, according to where Danny is going on his big wheel and turns this way, it would have to be laid out like this, which is impossible and stupid. Mm -hmm. And when you compare that to this other scene, it doesn't agree. And that's all true. Well, Um, the best in The Shining is when they go in the cooler on the left, but they come out in the cooler on the right. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, I mean, that's like the most obvious one that I thought was an editing, like a continuity error of just a total film flub when... I first noticed that they went in the wrong cooler. But yeah, then you, you watch it a couple times and you realize there can't be a window there. Oh, and, and, uh, and this is funny. You should mention that uh, Stuart Ullman's office. And did you notice that the couple were named Ullman in this? Oh, yes. Yeah. So I, uh, that had to be an homage. And with the shining on your brain when you're making a movie, it wouldn't surprise me if you decided to make the house Im- an impossible, impossible. Yeah, impossible layout. So yeah, the babysitting job, um, the guy that uh, uh, the uh, the guy that Samantha talks to is Mr. Ullman, and uh, his wife, played by Mary Warrenov, is Mrs. Ullman. So that's uh, yeah, same oh, name, okay. same name as. Yeah, yeah. Um, I did like that the landlady at the beginning was Dee Wallace, who you know as the mom from E.T., uh, The Hills Have Eyes, Cujo. She was in The Howling. And if you remember Rob Zombie's Halloween, mm-hmm. the reimagining, uh, she was Cynthia Strode. 
Oh, okay. Laurie Strode's adoptive mom. Ah. Who gets brutally murdered after trying to just fix the skeleton with her daughter. And... I almost suggested a Rob Zombie film. Which one? 31? 31 or Lords of Salem. I would talk about the Lords of Salem. I don't know if we would do well talking about that, but I would talk about it. <laughs> I rewatched it recently enough. Oh, my God. Oh, yeah. It's kind of like the... The rubber monster shows up in the first five minutes and stays with you the rest of the movie. Oh, man. Not literally, but you know what I mean. So, uh, this one, you're right. Not a whole bunch happens. Um, she calls it for pizza. But uh-huh. It's delivered by the sun, and I guess it was drugged. Yeah, we do pick that up because she eats the pizza. She eats a little bit. Tastes weird. She spits it out. She throws yeah. it away. She washes her mouth up, but she already got enough drugs. Yeah. There was a piece missing, wasn't there? Like, he ate a piece of it because he's a dick? I didn't notice that. I didn't see if... I noticed it was all sloppy in the box because she had turned the box sideways. So maybe oh, that one of them mean... fallen out. But why would he eat a piece if... I don't, he seemed like he was chewing when he showed up. Mm, okay. Uh, like he was just finishing a piece and then... Yeah. So anyway, uh, yeah. It was a gross looking pizza anyway. I wouldn't have. Didn't look good. No. Uh, you'd think she'd know the town well enough to just be like, no, I don't like that. Whatever this is. is. $8 a realistic price for pizza. Or does that seem a little high? Um, I read that this was set in 1983 and I'm thinking 83, eight bucks for a pizza. Sure. Okay. I could see that. Yeah. Um, it seems about right for the time. And, you know, it wouldn't take much research to find, like, an old newspaper ad, you know, or an old... I guess not. You know, some some sort of a, a flyer from a pizza place. Um, what was the whole dance montage about? Oh, her dancing? Yeah. she's I, She goes from being all freaked out to having this dance montage where she breaks this vase that you think is going to lead to something... Which does not. And then doesn't, she doesn't even clean the vase up all the way, and she finds some pictures of the family that might have lived there. Yeah. In the closet, but that doesn't really go anywhere either. Well, I felt like the whole movie was that way. Like it was little bits and pieces from some false starts here from better films. Like, (laughs) ooh, this would be a creepy thing. Or remember that creepy thing from Rosemary's Baby or what have you. Um, well, I think what they wanted to do was, uh, I think Ty West was like, "Hey, I paid a lot of fucking money for the fix. You know, we're gonna, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna have her dance to this at least." She danced to a different song. Well, it wasn't the fix. No, because the credits, uh, the or the credits, the uh, subtitles say it's uh, "Shake Your Tatas" or something <laughs> by Johnny X, who I don't know who that is. Uh, I don't either. But. I kept, I'm like, no, that's not, I don't know what that song is, but they're playing that stupid, uh, old man rock, The Fix. Oh, so weird. So I think maybe they didn't get the rights to the film that they had, or the rights to the music they had in the credit, in the script, because the closed captioning will sometimes just go off the script and not what the people are actually saying. Okay, yeah. So, uh. Yeah, she was dancing to a different song, which is always funny. 
Yeah, so I think what they were trying to do was remind you that it's the 80s because she has a Walkman. Here's some 80s music and she's dancing to it. And this is why she broke something, which sets you up to think there's going to be like, oh, the old lady's going to come out of the bedroom all angry now. And then... Or something. Something, which does not happen. You're right. Um, She does find some photos in the closet, which I do think is like this is either... um, well, it's it's the family that from the house because we later see their bodies. Right, we do. And for some reason, a bunch of hair in the bathtub. Uh huh. I don't know what that. I was didn't about. know what that was about either. Yeah. Because at first you think, oh, the mom cut her hair, but then it's a wig. Right. I don't know. The whole movie didn't make a whole hell of a lot of sense. And then we saw that van outside. Oh yeah. I th- was that in one of the pictures? Maybe. I need to pay attention, like, if I do rewatch this. See, I like this one. Um, it's not uh, It's not about where the story is going. It's kind of like the mood of the story as it gets there. Yeah. And then it finally, it's kind of like there is about 40 minutes of it where not much is happening, but her wandering around the house. And I don't know if that's supposed to make us complacent as the audience and then really freaked out when we see, oh, here's the black magic room. And then um, here's this awful thing where she's been drugged and now she's in the sacrifice scenario. Yeah. And I think we're we're probably meant to be complacent by this point in the story. Like, but, you've gone 40 minutes with shit has not happened. Yeah. And then the pizza thing was kind of, you know, it seemed like it was a false start. And then it turned into, like, she feels weird. She's getting, you know, drugged. Um yeah, I would say uh, the um, the mother character in the ritual, uh, that weird kind of deformed witchy-faced person, mm-hmm. I have to wonder, like, is this just some traveling cult? Do they just go and, like, um, you know, murder a house full of people and then when whenever there's a, a certain moon or a certain whatever, you know? I like the fact that the two movies randomly happen to be about uh, celestial events. Exactly. I was gonna, yes. Yeah. So we had a, com- a comet going over in the first one, and then uh, uh, um, a total lunar eclipse in this one. Yeah. That is for our listeners. That is total coincidence. Yeah. I mean, we didn't know what the first one was about, and I wasn't even thinking about the eclipse part of House of the Devil. No. But yeah, you've got this big pentagram on the floor. Um, the weird witchy face person, um, they're slicing her and painting her with blood. There's a goat skull placed on her, uh, abdomen. And then later looked like they were going to use it as a blood funnel. Yeah. To pour blood in her mouth. So blood magic. Blood magic. We, and then we, she gets pregnant with the antichrist or something. Apparently. Thank you, Rosemary's baby for uh, that idea. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and then she shoots herself, but it doesn't work. Apparently it doesn't because she's in the hospital and then we get the big zinger. You will be just fine. Both of you. (laughs) (laughs) And they all freeze frame. And the credits roll. Yeah. They jump in the air and freeze frame. (laughs) Uh, Uh, So it's like a Mentos commercial at the very end. (laughs) Yes. So we got there. So that happened. That happened. Um, You didn't like it. I didn't like it. I felt like it was a bunch of things I've seen before and it didn't do anything really new you don't like with any, any of it. You don't like anything that feels like the greatest hits. No, I really don't. Yeah. Um, and it felt like at times, you know, like the vase breaking, maybe that was them trying to subvert 
expectations, but then I feel like they didn't go anywhere with it. Right. They didn't do anything. They just, what if instead of what happens in every movie doesn't happen and then nothing else happens either? Ooh. Ooh. I like that. Yeah. Now I noticed you said vase that time. You know, you know the difference between a vase and a vase, right? Uh, if one's broken? <laughs> no. About 40 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a, it's a it's price thing. Okay. Yeah, it's a kind of a dad joke, isn't it? It is. Totally. Um, yeah, so uh, Ty West. Now, he's done some stuff that people have been it's annoyed Kanye's with. Kanye's brother. <laughs> totally. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's. I'm going to do this real quick. Hopefully it doesn't interfere with this. I don't like using the uh, mini computer that is my phone during the show because it seems like we get robot interference sometimes. Yeah. But maybe with one less mic... That won't happen. Um, oh, I was going to tell you, in uh, in the credits of uh, Coherence, it said ADR director Paul Stanley. Really? And I'm like, from Kiss? Hmm. He's like, no, I think the voices would have sounded something like this. <laughs> Is that who you really want? <laughs> now you people over there. When we do this recording, it should sound something like this. Uh, I should, you know, I should dub in like that the live crowd from Kiss Alive <laughs> whenever I do Paul Stanley's voice. Okay, Ty West. That was just, that was a diversionary thing while I was looking up Ty West. Okay, let's see. He did work, he did work on the Exorcist TV series, which I have not watched yet. Um... Okay, ABCs of Death, VHS, The Innkeepers. Oh, that's the one I saw. Remember the dumpster scene? Wasn't yeah, that great? Yeah, that was awesome. That I was the that. best. Yeah. Cabin Fever 2? Mm, no. Uh, let's see. Uh, ABCs of Death, Innkeepers, Cabin Fever 2. That keeps popping up here. Uh, yeah. So he's all about the horror. Here's the one I was looking for. Um he was one of the characters in your next, which was interesting because he does do some acting, but I just want to look at like his director credits, uh, director credits include the exorcist TV series, outcast TV series, wayward pines TV series in a Valley of violence, which I am not familiar with. Um, South of hell TV series, scream the TV series, the sacrament movie, ABCs of death movie, VHS movie, the innkeepers. Um, so there we have, you know, some other stuff he's done. So he's really into the horror genre. Um, but it does seem like there's homage to the point of being derivative or just straight up being derivative. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what he's doing. One of the reviews for this, I read said that uh, it was a copy of a copy. <laughs> like he's copying the guys who copied Hitchcock. Huh? That's probably, uh, that's probably fair to say, because a lot of people have copied Hitchcock and people don't know it. Yeah. This gets 86% on Rotten Tomatoes. Hmm. So lots of people like this. Um, I like it. I just don't, I don't know that, uh, I don't know that you have to, uh, I don't know that you have to be critical of something being derivative, because what original idea is anyone going to come up with now? I mean, every good thing that I like that's new, I could say, ooh, 
yeah, that reminds me of, or, oh, they took this from that, you know. Certainly, but you can always put your own spin on it. Sure. A lot of times, I mean, Quentin Tarantino does a tons, tons of homages. Sure. Um, but I think the basic structure underneath is his own. Sure. Whereas a lot of times it just feels like best of scenes put in a blender and kind of strung together. Yeah. And I don't think it worked on this one. I think the pacing in this is what was wrong. I think if you had paced it a little better, uh, it it could have worked, despite being derivative. I did feel like it was doing some of that pacing in in a um, a way that was maybe derived from The Exorcist and Rosemary's Baby. Uh, because there are a lot of quiet moments and a lot of long, quiet sequences in those two movies Yeah, where not much is happening. The characters are just going about what it is they need to do. And there's like no conflict. There's no excitement. There's no, um, building dread. And then finally something does start to happen. And I kind of feel like this movie did maybe derive that sort of a vibe, uh, like Rosemary's Baby, it's kind of like, am I just watching a drama? And yeah. It's like, oh, something does, does start to happen. And then same with The Exorcist. It's like, oh, yeah, there's this girl's not well, but, uh, you know, everyone's doing other stuff in the meantime. And it does start to turn into something after 20 minutes of nothing really happening. And I feel like that's maybe what Ty West was going for here is like, let's let you become complacent and then really hit you with some crazy shit. Um, the, you know, the, the vase uh, being broken is a, a false start. It did look expensive. It was a vase. Um, that was a false start. And then, uh, we got a weird clue right after it. And then we spun off into some other stuff, uh, that did become violent and crazy and, and weird. So I think that's where it was. Yeah. But yeah, I enjoyed it. I would recommend it. But you, not so much? Not so much. Not even a soft recommend? No. If someone was having trouble coming up with something, maybe. Watch Coherence again. Right. Watch watch Primer. Watch The Battery. Yeah. You, you want to watch, you wanna watch uh, 16, 18,000 bucks worth of movie making? We got three movies for you. <laughs> yeah, there you go. All right. Well, I'm assuming next time Julian is going to be back with us and we're going to talk about the Beyond, the Lucio Fulci 1981 classic. Yeah. Uh, other than that, uh, we were going to address some um, uh, some message from a, uh, an Instagrammer who I don't think really follows us, who had uh, called us out for uh, my description of our episode about... Uh, the Nicolas Cage version, the remake of The Wicker Man. Yes. We were going to talk about that, but we're going to wait till all three of us are here. So okay. we'll, we'll do that next week. Um, yeah. Sorry, not sorry. <laughs> I think is our hashtag. Uh, not sorry for not liking that one, uh, except for I liked making fun of it. Nicolas Cage's great performance. You know, the man is a very capable actor. He's a really... Um, Stretched thin. Uh huh. He's not a ham who chews the scenery. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Uh, no, he he can do a really good performance in a good movie. Yeah, he's just choosing not to sometimes. So 
not our fault and we're not going to uh we're not going to take a punch in the nose for it no so we'll talk about that next time all right well so have we covered it well enough i think we've covered it uh so coherence is a is a, a pretty strong recommend yeah i think so and uh Maybe next week you will have watched Time Crimes, maybe? Yeah, and we'll, why not? Um, and we'll talk a little bit about I'll rewatch it. Uh, I, I like that one. I like Primer, and, and I like Time Crimes. That goes right in here with uh, Coherence. Convergence. Convergence. <laughs> I almost died. Harmonic Convergence. <laughs> hey, man, the Harmonic Convergence. It straightened everything out. All right, listeners, thank you for listening. Stay off the moors. <laughs>